0: Hello and thanks for joining us. My
1: name's Ian Stroud, and my name is David Malone, and this is Hyperland. Um, Ian, last time yeah. we witted on about finance, and I just wondered if you'd actually got anything from it. <laughs> it was so <laughs> opaque. <laughs> you, along with everyone else, just thinking, "What was that about?"
0: Well, I, I kind of now feel that the time I've been spending watching j talking at capitol hill and and lagarde at the ecb um i i I gave them probably too much respect not not respect in terms of i thought they were kind of in control (laughs) (laughs) do you see i i i keep sort of they will say something and then the markets react but Hmm. also what you said last time was you were talking about quasi's A little dabble um, and really what happened was, yeah, people can say stuff and the market will almost approve it or they'll go, I'm a a way to sulk and everything just crashes down. It's, it's, is it the tail wagging the dog or is it the dog wagging the tail? I think that
1: was the big thing that I took from that. Yeah, well, okay, that's good because I mean, I do think the important thing is we've, it's a historic moment when the dog that used to think it wagged its tail finds itself being thrashed from left <laughs> to right and bashed against a wall by this tail that's grown to enormous proportions when it wasn't looking. And yes. that, I think we ha- we, that was 2007, 8, that right. suddenly the dog realised it was no longer in charge I was in severe risk of whiplash from ah, its tail. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I think it's a historical moment. Yeah, um, When I look back at that podcast, we did, we did talk all over the place. And I was thinking, God, was, should, should people, you know, complain? And they might. But, <laughs> but I also thought there was something necessary about that. And I have a horrible feeling it will happen again. Oh, Be- dear. <laughs> well, because I was trying to think, why was it like that? And what I think is this, that if you accept that the world is largely the way that, all the experts tell you it is. Yeah. Then, what you're listening to is you. You all accept, well, that's the way the world is. But some things are going wrong with this world. Um, to, to, sort of an analogy would be look, if if you if you buy a car and you think, well, you buy a car, it's a great car, and there's a natural risk in a car; it can get a something can go wrong with the clutch, or the, you can get a flat tire. Yeah. It's it's no reason to think the world's ending. It's just machines get problems they get flat tires so you take to a garage you say i'm sorry something's gone wrong can you fix it and they fix it and on you go and that's one way of thinking that the world is that the the machine you're in essentially is a good machine but like all machines it occasionally has problems and you need an expert to fix it i think that was my perspective in terms of what
0: the information i'm gathering around i've got to make a choice we've all got to make a choice Is, is it truthful and also even if it's truthful do i understand it properly
1: yeah, okay, but the other way of looking at it is you're in this machine, yeah. your, your car, and it breaks down, and you take it to the guy and, oh, and can you fix it? And they, they fix it, and they say, that'd be 50 and you go, all right. You get back in your car. Ten miles later, something else happens, Yeah. and you go through the same rigmarole. Three miles later, it happens again. At what point do you think to yourself... This car's not well made. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I've got a fine machine getting the occasional problem, but I was sold a pile of crap.
0: Yeah, this is kind of how, I suppose the general media is portraying oh, okay you know credit switch goes bust uh ubs got oh, it's a flat tire we'll fix it's okay. it for you. yeah no, yeah. that's all right okay so um silicon valley bank has gone oh well you know it was just a small regional pc side it's okay that that yes yeah. somebody will fix it and and i don't need to worry
1: yeah and uh, this is a it's a slightly strange thought but it's, i've had this thoughts so I'll i'll tell you about it <laughs> The analogy I chose is an old-fashioned analogy. When industry made things like cars, right, now think about the the invention which changed the world, the PC, right, and all the software. Everyone's always it's a it's a commonplace to say, "What a weird technology!" When you make a car, every component of that car has been tested. Yeah, they when they started releasing PCs yeah. and apples. It would constantly crash, wouldn't it? Fatal error four, and you go, oh no! And everything you'd done for the last hour, Phew, gone. And and then they say, oh yeah, well there's a bug in the software, but we're updating it, and and uh, yeah, the, this is a bit buggy, but the yeah. you know two point zero point 0. zero you know point four point one will be out soon. And yeah. you go, oh. and and people made the the point. Imagine if cars were sold the way that. PCs and their software is sold to you. It'd yeah. be like selling you a car, you press on the brakes in the first journey, they don't work. And they go, Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a bug oh. with the brakes, but don't worry. There's an update there's coming. It's <laughs> an update coming. Try and avoid the tree in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> and that invention is the invention which makes the modern financial world work. And the financial world itself is like the PC and its software. Yeah. It doesn't work. It is constantly buggy. They are constantly patching it up and going, God, we didn't know that would happen. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think there's an interesting parallel there that we are living in a world powered by a technology and enabling a whole world, which is very much like that underlying technology in that it doesn't work. Yeah. And the best that can happen is squads of people who are very good at patching it up, but who are ultimately lost about why they're having to patch it up that's what they do for a living and the financial world's the same way yeah you know the bank doesn't work it it, it so we'll we'll invent um uh securitization and then securitization oh it's a bit dodgy i'll tell you what let's have um cdo's let's have you know, collateralized debt obligations oh it's still it's, yeah. it's, i'll tell you what let's have credit default swaps yeah that, that'll fix it No, no. And then, no, that's not working either. Shit. Let's have credit default swap squared. Well, that whole thing fell over. I tell you what, let's have um, ETFs. Let's have exchange traded funds. Yeah, Yeah. that'll be fine. Then let's leverage them. Yeah, let's double leverage them. And that's, to me, these two things seem the same.
0: I I, I see it. I mean, the the current thing um, is, I think it's called the ESG. It's basically if you're trading in, in. Shares, stocks, mm. and companies—they're um, rating them by their social. Oh yes, okay. Environmental, social, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ah, that, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. But uh, I mean, there's there's a, a side of that that. It, oh, it sounds a really good idea, but when actually you strip it apart and go, yeah, this is more manipulation.
1: Well, yeah, no. I mean, I, I think having part of how you rate investments, yeah being not just what return it will give you in the next five minutes. The but, racing is fine, but... But, b- but in other words, all the ESG is doing really is saying we're going to include other criteria when we rate things. How What's its effect on the environment? What's its, uh, what's its social effect? Yeah. I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with that, but like all these things, it can be highly manipulated. Okay, well, yeah, I, think, I think that's, I think that's a another issue, though. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I do think it, there is manipulation going on and a lot of greenwashing going on. Sorry, mate, I took you off track. You did. It's easily <laughs> done. Um, what I wanted to to get at is that thinking about this podcast, I do think that it doesn't feel like we are, or I am at least, accepting the general description of the way the world is, that it's a good car, and then reporting on the problems of flat tyres and, and faulty gearboxes. I think... The reason that we talked around in the, the previous podcast and the way we probably will again yeah. is because what I'm saying is I think the generally accepted description of the health of the car that we're all in is wrong. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think we need to step back and not not report on the you know headline news, flat yeah, tire, yeah. gosh, no, I, man I, fixing. I think you hit the nail on the head
0: in terms of why I'm sitting here is because... I, I I don't know, and on my smartphone, I've got half a dozen apps telling me the news, but I I find it hard to not just believe, but also to understand what's been said, and that's I think for me that's a, the problem.
1: I think sometimes we're in a political moment where. That there is a, a disagreement, it, but it feels friendly because we all essentially know that we agree on the, the sort of the fundamentals of the game. Yeah. But I think we're at a different stage now where it's difficult to disentangle when people, you think they're knowingly lying to me. Yeah. Versus... The times when you think, I don't think this person is lying to me. I think they genuinely see the world in such a different way from me that they are telling me what they earnestly and truly believe is, is the truth. The truth. Yeah. I mean, and the analogy would be the Romans in the Roman Empire, that if you read Roman histories of Roman history, yeah. the thing which is constant is the Romans never invaded anyone. They were never the aggressors. Basically, they were defending themselves. That's a bit like... Um... Because what the what they're always saying is, you know, there are barbarians just over there. Yes. And occasionally they cause us problems. So what we need to do Civilization. Is, is move in there, come to an arrangement with this lot, yeah. and then there's a buffer zone between the ones that we haven't come to an agreement with, yeah. the, the hairy toed barbarians, and us over here. And so they do that. And then this buffer zone becomes part of the empire. And then they go you know, those barbarians are coming into the edge of the new empire, the new, slightly bigger empire. Yeah. And what we need is a buffer zone. You know and I'm so going to hist- now, don't you? Well, yeah, okay. But so, <laughs> so the whole history, and the way they genuinely saw it is, they were just trying to live a civilised life and not be not have you know, hairy-ass barbarians from bother their, them. From their opinion. But from the other side, yeah, it was, here we are, we may be hairy-ass and we may be a be Barbarians, but my grandfather was a barbarian, and his grandfather was a barbarian, and yeah. we're quite happy being barbarians. And these Romans in their togas and their sharp, pointy swords keep invading. Yeah, and both people see the world, and both They're people
0: completely...
1: are sure that's the way the world is. And I, I do think that's what's going on at the moment. And yeah, I find myself in. On the, other, on the outside of the Roman Empire, but unfortunately for me, it feels like I'm possibly the only one there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not true, but, but you do find yourself being called things like conspiracy theorists or, or various other names like that. What, for questioning? For questioning things. I mean, that's one of the things which has bothered me, is that w- we had all of this these new terms yeah. like disinformation, or misinformation or yeah. fact checking or conspiracy theorists. And they all seem to be designed to say that there is one way of, of thinking seeing it and seeing it, it's it. the yeah. Roman Empire way. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't see that we're not invading people, we're just protecting ourselves and that is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. because that you're, doubles you down and, and, and you're, you're spreading misinformation and disinformation. And yeah, you know, of course, there are people, apparently, I have not met any, but I'm taking it on faith yeah. that there are people who genuinely believe the world is flat. I find this difficult to believe. The pancake. I I really <laughs> question but It's flat. I think, I think the media have to go door to door in Oklahoma <laughs> to find, find someone. <laughs> and they've found someone who's not been taking the medication and they go, you see,
0: there's people who believe the earth is flat. No. I'm not
1: really sure there's that many. No. But uh, there are conspiracy theorists. But to label everything that disagrees with what's in the garden no. as being yeah. a conspiracy no. theory, you know, a swivelly-eyed tin hat, wear, you know, tinfoil hat-wearing um, conspiracy theorist, is insulting. No, it's lazy. Well, well lazy it's la-
0: lazy and insulting. Then, okay, um,
1: and I, I do think there has been a growing sense in which there's the Roman Empire narrative, yeah, and. I do have a horrible feeling that the mainstream media has started to see its job less about speaking truth to power or holding power accountable and more to do with protecting and bolstering this narrative of the way the world is because people have to see the way the world is. Yeah. They have to understand the world the way the Roman empire knows the world is and that you end up with that's their job of they'll report on the news that bolsters that narrative and just ignore or rewrite the things that might be happening which don't fit that narrative. And I find that extremely worrying. How can you possibly understand the way the world really is if one group with... Uh, with very good reasons for wanting to insist that the way the world is like there's nothing wrong with the banking system yeah. that they control all of the means of all of the acceptable descriptions yeah and i think that's extremely damaging and i i mean maybe people will be listening to this thinking that no, no, he just is a tin tinfoil <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theorist but well, I've got,
0: I've, I've, I'll have I've just put in, I've got a slightly different thing in terms of we were hit with a tidal wave of the internet, social media and all these platforms. And I think the, the sort of mainstream media that we have, certainly in the UK, there seems to be more of a fear of people not watching and not caring about them anymore. So that, their goal is more about entertaining. And as long as they're entertaining people, and they're slipping in a little bit of news. They're not, they're not telling us anything that will make you question whether the view that we have got...
1: Yeah, well, you see, that, I think, is the essential role that yes. the media should have been. It should always, I think, its first job is to step back from the universally accepted, of course this is true, version of things, and, and take issue with those and say, is that true? Yeah. Is that really the way it is? That should be the job. Of of the media, of of good journalism and 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 good thinkers that the media tell you about, yeah. Not broadly accepting that, and then just describing things that happen within it, yeah. Um, um, and this is not something I've, I've talked about before. I've, t- I've thought about talking about it, but it perhaps it does explain why I feel so. Um, that this is so important and, and that it is the way I see the world. Um, we are increasingly living in a world where we are told this is the way the world is, that, to go back to our previous analogy, yeah, the, the car's fine, it's just the case and it just occasionally had some problems. And if that's not it at all, then you're, you're always going to be doing the wrong things yeah. and always be surprised with what does happen. And so that's why I'm quite, I think, invested in that because... That's why we need to have a discussion. That's why we need to go, is that the way that the world is? Or maybe it's not. Yeah. Because I think we're all marching along.
0: To a narrative That, that
1: isn't true.
0: Yeah, this is the same in, in wider things in terms of education. I mean, the, the things that we're taught.
1: And we definitely are. There was a, a desk set up in World War II called... No, I'm, I might get this wrong, but something like Z19, uh-huh. it was run by uh, the, the, the man in, who was running that desk, or one of the and this was in World War II, they were debriefing Germans. Yeah. And they, it was all to do with finding out what was going on from titbits, making stories and then feeding them into uh, radio programs so that you would create this false story of what was going on. Yeah. It's meant to confuse the Germans. Yeah. Now it was a very, very senior BBC journalist. And I wish I'd known I was going to tell you the story because I have looked looked his <laughs> Look name, his up. name uh, I can't remember his name. He's such a good journalist. We'll oh. put it in the notes. Yeah, I'll put it in the notes. Um, and I, I interviewed him and off camera, he said, well, I said, well, that was World War II. And he said, oh, it carried on a long time after that. Yeah. He said, I, my job after World War Two, when I was working at the BBC... I was still working for this branch of the intelligence service. Yeah. And my job was to put false stories into certain newspapers. And I said, so, so what's that? The East German newspapers. He said, yes, but also to get it into the BBC and to two very large British papers. And I said, well, how long did this go on for? I was thinking I would say 1954. It's still going on. Well, he was, when he retired, he said, oh, it's was going on as I retired. And this um. was... Yeah, later yeah. on. And he said that, yeah, that we, we feed false stories in. And he wasn't particularly apologetic about it. But again, it made it's me the, think it's, if it's the norm, you know, if, that, if, that there was a vision of the world, a narrative of the world, which they felt yeah. was important that we had and believed, yes. even if it's not the truth. And I think the financial crisis, and I have to say the whole COVID thing, has really brought that home to me that the real danger of that
0: yeah
1: that it's all right to say let's keep things quiet let's not tell people about d-day let's just pretend that we're not doing anything about it yeah. and that in fact we're just organizing a very large country fate and that's yeah. why all the americans are here yeah fine you know you can understand that <laughs> but when it becomes a habit yeah. that those in power with something to lose say, use so let's use this to make sure that we protect what we've got and even if that's going to be a general disaster for everyone else, i.e., read or Yeah, we're going to use the levers of power and this habit in government to continue this, and we've essentially bought and paid for the media now because it isn't independent.
0: But this is this, this is, you know, and that,
1: that I think is at the the root of our inability to deal with the financial crisis and our inability to to be honest with ourselves about things as important as COVID. And I don't think we have been. I mean, I, I, I my reason for saying that is, as you know, we've made that film about yeah. COVID and I did a lot of research and but all is, is not well.
0: Is that at the root of, of the division that we see in society? I mean, anything you can discuss or talk about now, there seems to be
1: completely polar opposites
0: to everything
1: yeah we're at that historical moment
0: we're at the stage where you can't talk about things
1: yeah because well i I, yes i agree Uh, and the extra thing that's happened there which i mean this is my view yeah it's just my view but i think yes we have had this sort of separation into you know i live inside the empire and i see it according to the roman reality and you're a hairy ass barbarian outside but it's gotten worse than that because yeah People now, it seems to me, and it came up horribly in Brexit. Yeah. And I, let's not talk about it for the moment. We'll get there it. eventually. And it certainly came up with COVID. Um, that it's people, I think, have got to the point where they say, it's not that you and I disagree. We do disagree. Yeah. But I can't afford for you to continue to believe what you believe. Yeah. Because on the basis of those beliefs, you're taking actions which not only I think are wrong and not only harm you, yeah. but they're harming me. Yeah. And so I have to stop you having your wrong beliefs, causing you to take wrong actions, because it's morally bad yeah. of you to take those actions on the basis of your beliefs. So your beliefs are morally bad. So and if, that's the situation we're in.
0: Yeah. So I mean, go back, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what year it was, but to illustrate that in a way, it would be the Dr. Wakefield autism MMR. Yeah. He came out with some information. I'm not going to, I mean, it was uh, proven to be ba- very bad. But the, the illustrative point is, the danger for people to believe that means they lose trust in vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Generally, it, there's the, it, it puts that seed of doubt in there, and if that happens, well, the world's in a seriously bad place. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I think that's a, that raises a, an, a another aspect of this, which I I think is really important, and we'll we'll no doubt talk about it lots of times. But I was trying to think to myself. Why do people change their mind, and when don't they change their mind? And it's not to do with the amount of of new information they've given them, you've given them. Yeah. And I thought, well, well, why not? What, what's what? What is it that's that's the trigger that holds them up? When you think, oh, well, they've gotten all this information, why aren't they changing their mind? And.
0: I'm and sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm.
1: I'm, I'm going. Yeah, that, that's me. I mean that. that well, now, let me tell you what my th- theory yeah, is. On, this is my because I've been wrestling with this and thinking oh, what. The? And this is my current theory. Let's see if you think it's right or not. I think it's not to do with proof. It's to do with collateral damage. In other words, if you say that thing you think point yeah. A is wrong, and here's a lot of information to show you that this. Your belief A is wrong. Yeah. I think what happens, sometimes consciously but often unconsciously, is people go, okay, what's the collateral damage of me changing my mind about A? If yeah. me changing my mind about A doesn't really affect any of my other beliefs, then okay. Yeah, yeah. But what happens if changing my mind about A...
0: And means so
1: there's a massive collateral damage of all these other dominoes of things i used to believe falling over and some of them i'm really wedded to yeah and and they in and they themselves are connected like a huge root system to lots of other things i care about I am i going to allow this one belief a yeah. yeah to cause all of these to fall over and uproot this really precious thing no i'm not going to so yes i'm gonna so it's all to do with collateral damage that's my current theory so yeah, there you go.
0: That's My theory is, I like to sit on the fence for as long as I possibly can, because I get a really good view of both sides.
1: Yeah, but that's fine if the people on both sides are happy with that. But when it's no, 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 if you're not with you're, us, you're, yes, you're oh, against us. Yeah. If you're if you're not with us, you're one of the um, what was it that she said? What she what did Mrs. Clinton call them? The deplorables. Yes, that's that's the problem then. Yeah, because it collapses that 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 liminal space between right and wrong and you say well i'm I'm not sure and and people want you to be sure like either you're with us yes and you're sure or you're against us or you're everybody else is over there yes yeah. and it's morally wrong and we've got to stop you because your belief is causing us harm and that's the situation i think we're in it's not good well wow. well there you go we have haven't made a single point again <laughs> But I think that's enough waffle for another one, don't you? All right, yes.
0: Thanks, David. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review.
1: And if you'd like to leave a comment, which would be great, we've set up a Hyperland substack. So go to substack, look up Hyperland, leave us a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And if you've got ideas that we should cover, that would be great too. That's brilliant. Thank you.